Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Show, where we help experts grow their businesses. My name is Jane Atkinson, and I'm the author of the Wealthy Speaker 2.0 and the Epic Keynote. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for showing up so faithfully each week, and I do hope that you will share the links with your buds in the speaking industry. The topic of today's podcast is growing your brand from the ground up, and our guest expert is Doug Sandler. Welcome, Doug. It's good to be here, Jane. I never thought I would be on this side of the microphone. This is interesting. <laughs> love it. Love it. Woohoo! And we can see him. Uh, for those of you who are, w- are actually watching on the video, it's nice to see Doug set up. And we're going to talk about your podcasting business and all kinds of fun stuff. So um, let me just share a little bit about you, Doug, so people know where you're coming from. Doug Sandler has over 30 years of business experience as an entrepreneur and leader. His book, Nice Guys Finish First is a number one ranked Amazon bestseller. And as a podcaster, I have watched Doug just skyrocket. He's been interviewing famous people and celebs and bestselling authors. And he teaches other people the how-tos of building relationships and strengthening connections. Doug is a nationally recognized speaker and writer. And I know, Doug, that your Nice Guys Finish First brand has been something that really just captured people so, so very quickly. But let's start at the beginning. You reinvented, I think this might have been when I first met you, at 47 years old. Is it ever too late, do you think, for people to reinvent? Well, uh, it, that's a that's a great question, and, and let me say first of all, Jane, before I even answer that question, thank you so much. I'm I'm totally honored to be to be on your show, and and you read the introduction just as my mom had written it, so <laughs> <laughs> very good with that. But uh, it's never too late. It really is never too late. I, I, I at 47, I sat down with my financial planner and just started to work on a plan. And uh, what was the next step of me? Uh, he just said, I don't know what it's going to be. Just be open for an opportunity. Uh, the opportunity presented itself about six months later when I saw someone speak at a conference and I ran up to, and, and this was a student of yours also, Ryan Estes. Oh. And I ran up to Ryan and I, and I could tell in, in just a moment that he realized that I wasn't running up to him to ask him a question about his speech, but I was running up to him to ask him, how do I become a professional speaker like you? Yeah. Must have been something in my gate as I was running up to him, <laughs> almost <laughs> tackling tack- him. Yeah. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> And uh, and that was where it really all started. And from there, uh, many relationships were met, made, including one with uh, with you, Jane. And that was, uh, again, you gave me a lot of sage, wise advice at that point. And uh, it's never too late. So the long answer was that, but the short answer is no, it's never too late to reinvent yourself. So for years of you and years, you had been very successful. What were some of the things that you had done leading up to this? Because there's really a method to the madness behind uh, nice guys finish first. Right. Well, the whole philosophy really came out of me building an, a completely different business, not in the speaking business at all, but rather in the entertainment business. Well, I guess there, there is some crossover there. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the entertainment business, I spent the last 30 years of my life as a guy that's, um, that's been on the, uh, on the dance floor and behind the dance floor as a DJ. Mm. Uh, but it really wasn't that part of my business that really prepared me. It was all the stuff that I did in building my business, the customer service side, the returning my phone calls, the being on time for appointments, the uh, 
the telling the truth to my clients, even if it meant not getting the business. You know, a lot of things that we need to do no matter what our business is. Uh, so those are the things that I had to do in order to prepare for this next step, which is the 47 and beyond where I am now. And you literally were, you know, just the nicest guy in that business, which I think is why, you know, choosing that particular lane was such a good fit for you. Um, But it wasn't always easy. What was your biggest challenge once you kind of launched into this chapter? Wow. Yeah. I think that the biggest challenge for me was just getting out of my own way. You know, oftentimes we have to do that. We have to figure out, okay, what do we want to do in in order for us to, um, uh, to, to get beyond where we are? And for me, Originally, I, I built, built this DJ business, this entertainment business, uh, t- to probably being a guy that was charging four or five times what the, what the best guy, aside from me in my market, was charging. Mm-hmm. Going into the speaking business, we all know sometimes you got to give it away a little bit in the beginning in order to, to get pe- give people a taste of what you have. It's very humbling to start over again. You know, when you go from being the absolute okay. number one in your market in one world into another world where people don't even know you. Uh, and I made an absolute change. I, I went from an association meeting where I would be, let's say at noon, I would be this guy called DJ Doug. And that guy is known in this DC marketplace in mm-hmm. Washington, DC to literally to my next conference or my next meeting, which was an hour later, uh, with meeting planners had never heard of this guy, DJ Doug. And that was not my brand in that world, but Doug right. Sandler, the professional speaker, they didn't know me. So I felt like going from this rock star guy mm. to this nobody, it's so humbling to have to change that hat when you're walking into a meeting and just saying, oh my gosh, okay, I got to keep in mind, nobody knows who I am in this business. Wow. And I can imagine that there are other people who have uh, come out of being famous in their own industry for particular things. And you kind of have to retrain everybody on how they view you, even in if you're staying with one foot in the old industry, that's uh, that's a challenge as well. But you did. And, and how did you keep your confidence going during that kind of fearful time? Because I, I don't think there's any room in the brain for both fear and confidence. And you obviously plowed through. I watched you and I was amazed at you banged out the book so quickly and you just you just did it with such confidence. Well, I think one of your other students, again, the guy that I started with in this and giving me the, the advice, Ryan, had said, uh, you got to burn the boats. So there wasn't confidence. Yeah. Confidence wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a choice. I, <laughs> I said, I said to myself, I have to do this. When you know you have to do something, mm-hmm. when you know that you're going from plan A to plan B and you need to make a 180 degree turn. Now, that being said, I certainly have used many of the connections in that world of entertainment to help me in this world too. And they, and they, you know, you're not just starting completely from zero, but the, the mindset is if you think about it is starting completely over again. And you know that you have to build this business. You don't have any option. Uh, you're you're consistent with your actions. You're you you're grateful. You show empathy. You're sympathetic to people. And and the other thing was so important about this move was it really made me feel like look at all the other people that are new in their careers. It made me feel so much more relatable to people that are now just starting their careers. I want to help everybody that I can. Money or not, doesn't matter. I just want to build that network now. Oh, that's nice. And you really truly are a nice guy. Okay, so walk us through the journey 
to where you are now in the business. How many years has it been? And uh, what were some of the stages along the way? So March 2013, I sat down with my financial planner. In August of 2013, I met Ryan. So that was, uh, what is that, six months later or five months later. Probably September of that same year, I was introduced to you. Uh, you told me that we can do this, but in order to really be a good speaker, you really need to have a book. I don't know if you remember saying that to no. me, or you, I, I think I took some <laughs> Sounds notes. Sounds like something I might I, say. I but. took some notes. Probably three, two or three months later, I, I had a uh, a meeting with my friend, my now friend Rob Jollis, who helped me put this book together. Mm -hmm. uh, it uh, he basically said to me, "In twenty weeks, we're going to have a two hundred page book because you have to write ten pages a week for the next twenty weeks." Wow. And Jane, if you know anything about me from our meeting. For that, for that year that we were working together, uh, you told me that, um, that I needed to have my homework done so that I could be prepared for my next call with you. And I was not going to show up with Jane Atkinson without having a 100% percent I was, I was going to be prepared. If I wasn't prepared, then it was not going to be good. Right. So um, at the end of that relationship, that, that, or at least that phase of that relationship that you and I had, I hired this guy, Rob. And from that, 20 weeks later, I had a book. Uh, six weeks after that, he helped me shop for a publisher. We found the publisher uh, about, mm, I would say, two or three months beyond that, which was now March of 2015, the book was released. Mm -hmm. In the entire time I was doing that, and I don't mean to completely just zip through that, but the entire time I was doing that, I so desperately understood the importance of building my network. Mm -hmm. Building my network meant making sure I was building my email list, being very active on social, getting involved with every group, contributing to the group, sharing with the group, building my network. This was well before my podcast even got started. Oh. And, uh, and so all of that stuff led me to on day one when that book came out on Amazon, had already built up a following on Twitter at that point of 10,000 followers because in my mind, that was what I needed to have. Mm -hmm. Built up a fan base or a, or a follower base on LinkedIn and Facebook of over 5,000 people. On day one when my book came out, uh, within six hours, it was already a number one bestseller. That's Only awesome. because I laid the groundwork, not during, you know, I always joke around with everybody as I teach people about the process of writing a book and coming through this whole the zone. Mm -hmm. If you don't build your network, you have nothing. 20% of your, your book is writing. 80% of it is your marketing. And I can't emphasize enough to those that so are true. watching this. You've got to build your network, engage your network, and those are the people that are going to help you build your, your platform and build your message and build your, your, your business completely for you. So, what, did you do one of those launches like where you give away a whole bunch of stuff when you launched mm. your book? Or did no. you just, what did you do? I, I literally was on my phone, on my Twitter account, on my Facebook, just telling people, reminding them that this book is coming out. I had people endorse the book. I had people give me um, um, uh, testimonials and quotes before the book came out. When the book came out, I think that the first day, I think I had maybe 15 or 20 um, uh, reviews already. That's I think we're, I think we're at 110 or 105 or something like that now. And I, you know, you incrementally, you just have to take baby steps in order to make it happen. And I knew that in order to do this, I didn't want to give it away. I, I don't want to have to give away anything. Uh, but you know, we we gave away little tidbits, little sneaks of it. And uh, another thing that was really helpful is I put a on on LinkedIn. This was one of the things that really helped me. I put a post out on LinkedIn helped me pick my book, uh, my book cover. My designers came up with two. Right. I had, by the time this book came out, I had 44,000 comments on LinkedIn. I don't know how I even did that. That wasn't me. That was wow. just, the, that was the world taking over from there. 
That's nice. That's really nice. Okay, so now enter the podcast. I mean, really, that has taken you exponentially up uh, again. So how did all that come about? So the podcast started in February of 2015. So we're just now over the two-year mark. And for a year of it, it was, it was a struggle. It was a, just trying to find the audience, trying to find our voice, trying to find what we really wanted to, to do with it. I had a, I had a platform called uh, you know, Nice Guys Finish First, but I really didn't know what that meant to a podcast audience. Okay. And I discovered it really just meant being your true, being true to yourself when it comes to building your business. It means mm-hmm. uh, showing gratitude, you know, empathy, get all the things that all the things that I think that a leader should have when they're running a business, but not necessarily. Uh, people see that sometimes as a sign of weakness when it comes to running a business. Mm-hmm. So, I, as a podcast host, I wanted to be that genuine, empathetic soul that was looking for other genuine, empathetic souls to come on the show and and share their story. And all of a sudden, some relatability came into the world. And um, so, February of of uh, fifteen, we launched the podcast. Uh, I said to a, a friend of mine who is not an independent business guy, but is works W two, but I knew he was a stable guy. I said. Uh, I said, hey, I really want to do this podcast, and we've known each other for 15 years. Would you just come on and have conversations with me? Mm-hmm. So we started to do that. Then when it really started to boom was when we started having guests on our show that have, again, a relatability factor to that. And we went from uh, seven or 800 downloads a month to 1,000 downloads a month to almost overnight when we started to have guests come on the show and help share the message, mm-hmm. five and 10,000 downloads. And, and we're over almost at 50,000 downloads a month right now just based upon a Who's your biggest uh, show so far? Wow, You've had that's some great celebs. Yeah, I've had some really good celebs. I, uh, I had Gary Vaynerchuk on the show. That was probably one of our bigger shows. Although, did he while, swear? <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, he definitely. <laughs> I I couldn't discover discover who who tried to push the swearing more, him or me, oh, <laughs> on, the show, on the show. That's um, I've had some great speakers like Shep Hyken have been, has been on the uh, has mm-hmm. been on my show, and I've been on his show. I've been fortunate to do that. Uh, Ariana Huffington came on the show early on. Uh, Jeff That's Hazlett. a big get. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big get. And I'll and I'll tell you, the big gets, just like the big sales that I've made in the speaking world t- t- with people that I, you know, are not celebrities at all, but they're big dollars that have come into my organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all been a matter of just persistency. It's just having a consistent message with a persistent tone. Right. So uh, if you don't give up, you know, Marie Forleo, I don't know if you know that name mm-hmm. at yes, all, but, absolutely. but Marie, definitely big in social media, has a, a great online training program. Uh, I've been courting her for the last two years, and I yeah. feel like we're almost to the point where someone, and, and I'm now communicating directly with her, her lead person. Okay. You know, she's, she's not talking to me, but, but her lead person. I know when I get where I am, if they're still communicating, we're in the, we're in the same zone. So they're right. going to eventually fold and come on the show. And who doesn't want to be on the Nice Guys Finish First show? Come I, on. Right, right. Hey, what are you waiting for? I don't know. But I, and, and the other <laughs> thing is I've had my community reach out to her too. So they've gotten dozens of tweets right. and posts from, uh, from, my, from my team. So right. that, that's it's been kind of the, ev- that's the, event, that's the adventure uh, for the podcast. And it's been... Uh, now the podcast is the hub of everything that we do because okay. um, you, I can't pick up the phone and call a CEO of an organization and say, hey, you want to hire me to come in and talk to your, to your company? They don't return my calls very quickly. Right. But when you have a podcast and you say, I'd like to talk to you about a couple of questions that I have about the customer service that you have at your organization. I have a podcast that deals with that. Could you come on my show? The CEOs, they're the first to respond. They have right. the biggest egos. They want to talk to me. 
which I think is great. Fantastic. And so let's talk about uh, translating the podcast into actually cash in your bank account. So what do you think the podcast has done for your business as a whole? Well, the first thing that you want to do when you have any business is you want to, you want to be seen as the go-to expert in that, in that field. So no matter what, you, you tell somebody you have 325 episodes under your belt, you have 50,000 listeners to your show, you have a number one rate. And I'm not saying this for ego. I'm just saying this because this is the reality of what I can't, as I look back five years sure. ago, I think I cannot believe how the hell, how quickly this has happened. Yeah. Uh, and the other side of it is the money will always come. So if you don't focus on the money at first, but you focus on the building your network and building your business and building your brand, mm-hmm. that's truly where it is. So uh, I would say that um, I'm just amazed at where, at where it's gone. I really am. That's fantastic. So, you know, your fee probably started in one place and has probably uh, gone up the uh, channels of um, increase and, in, and, you know, selling books, is there another book in the works for you? There will be at some point. I have, uh, I, I know that, um, that the first book called Nice Guys Finish First, uh, the second book is going to, I think it's going to be called Yes, More Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> I think I, say, I, well, I, I, I really I, want you to keep with the Nice Guys brand because I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it could be Nice Guys Do Whatever. So I, I think that that's going to really serve you quite nicely. Yeah, it's been it's been a great it's been a great run, and it, it's been so interesting to watch this. And you're right, the the fees have gone up. I've gone from being free to now twenty five cents to speak. So I'm feeling, <laughs> <laughs> feeling well good done, about it. sir. Well done. <laughs> All right. So this whole journey that you've been, you know, we're talking about building, growing your brand from the ground up. This journey was it a straight line? Oh, hell no. It's been a huge splattered mess. (laughs) And and, you know, if you mess it up really good, you know, you're doing something right. I I, I truly feel like when I wake up in the morning, if I think that I know what's going to, what the, what the through point of my day is going to look like, and I see a straight line, I just, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, and I look back and I'm like, how did I, how the hell did I get here from that, from that point? It's, it's never a straight line. And my career has never been a straight line. Uh, As long as you keep your focus on what your overall goal is, yes. the tactics and the methods that you get there. Jane, if you were to tell me when I was speaking to you initially, you know, four years ago or whenever that was, that, that I was going to be a, a podcast host and that was going to be the hub of my entire business, I had never even heard a podcast at that point. Who knew? I, I had no idea. So no, it's not a straight line. It definitely is a, 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 a splattered mess as you go through. Ah, well, I know a lot of people want to uh, get their podcasts up and running. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, talk about some of the things that you might be able to do to help them. Sure, sure. So if somebody wants to reach out to me, I'm just at Doug at DougSandler.com. That's the easiest way to, to get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, uh, my methods are, uh, are, are manifold. I, I would love to be able to show people how to put together a podcast. I can white label a podcast where literally it's turnkey where they could come to me and say, I want a podcast, but I have no idea what I'm going to do and how we're going to do it. I'm able to help them do that. Or I can create the podcast for them and let them be the expert on the show, create a season of podcasts, and then just have them use my interviews with them as their marketing tool. Ooh, I didn't know that you would do the turnkey and the white labeling. Uh, that's definitely something that uh, I want to talk to you more about because sure. I, know that I have some clients that would like to move into it more and to be able to hand it to somebody else is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a little so, challenging. Podcast, the production side is a little bit 
a little bit confusing in the beginning. I'm not a technical guy, but I have, I've, I've aligned myself with my, my co-host Strickland and he is a technical whiz. And between the two of us, uh, between the interview side and the technical side, we can uh, put it together for him in the art side as well. Well, Doug Sandler, nice guys finish first. I want to say thank you so much for providing our wealthy speaker community with amazing ideas today on growing your brand from the ground up. Not only were there a couple of concrete uh, things in there, but it's more about inspiration. You know, maybe there's somebody who's just starting out on their journey and they can say, okay, well, look, he did it in really not that long a time. So I want to say thank you so much for inspiring our Wealthy Speaker audience and for giving them some tips that they can use to catapult their businesses. My, my pleasure. And Jane, let me just say, and I know that you're short on time with your show, but let me just say that all of this is because someone like you believed in me, Jane, because I, I you could have just as easily said, yeah, and I'm sure you see this all the time, I just don't think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I probably would have gone with my tail between my legs saying this isn't going to work. Oh. But you believed in me. And that's that's all you need in the beginning. It's just somebody just to believe in you. And that's that's what you, you really inspired me that way. So it thank was you, Jane. absolutely my pleasure. And with that, we will say, see you soon, wealthy speakers. Uh, bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speakers Show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free wealthy speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, wealthy speakers.